You're listening to The Comics Hall with Amy and Paul, Sideshow's very own comic book podcast. Join us as we celebrate New Comic Book Day every week and discuss the latest releases, the biggest announcements, and more from your favorite publishers. What's in your comics hall? All right. Hey, everybody. I'm Amy. And I'm Paul. And this is the Comics Hall for the week of Wednesday, September 16th. We've got a lot of really great comic books to talk to you guys about, plus some stuff to look forward to in the coming months. Uh, But before we get started, we do have our lovely moderator, Cassidy. Cassidy, say say hello. Hi. Yeah. Um, If you're watching live, as per usual, we are live on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, and the Let Your Geek Sideshow Facebook group. And I'm in all of those chats. Excellent. And if you guys are watching live, you are joining us at 4 p.m. Pacific on Wednesday. Uh, If not, you are listening to our podcast feedback on your favorite podcasting platform, which is awesome. Uh, And you can catch that anytime after our show is broadcast. The podcast does go live beginning on Thursdays. So, Paul, (laughs) let's get started with our headlines, shall we? Uh, We shall. It's been a really, I'd say, a really big week for DC. Uh, Doom Patrol has been renewed for a third season on HBO Max. Um, Announced as a part of DC Fandom, I call part two. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. technically it was called DC Fandom uh, Discover the Multiverse, which is the part two, which just happened this previous Saturday. Um, It's been renewed for a third season exclusively on HBO Max. And all we know is that it's going to premiere sometime in 2021. Um, And right now, currently, the uh, Doom Patrol, the show, is being like you know, streamed and you can find it on the DC Universe app as well as the HBO Max app. Uh, by the time season three comes out, I can assume, uh, say, uh, let's just safely assume it'll just be on HBO Max at that point. Um, we actually, me and Amy, did do a comics haul episode on Doom Patrol. We looked at some Grant Morrison stuff versus some uh, <laughs> Gerard Way stuff. That is a a, a fun. That, that was a fun episode to not only research, but to talk about uh, with yeah. all of you, because uh, Doom Patrol is wacky. So you can expect some more of that uh, wacky goodness uh, sometime in 2021 when season three does come out. I'm still catching up on the show, but it is it is deserving every bit of praise that it's getting. The audience only continues to grow <laughs> as it uh, has been uh, accessible through HBO Max now. So look forward yes. to more Doom Patrol coming soon. Um Mad Cave Studios is uh, announcing their upcoming Showcase 2.0. So earlier this year, they did feature a showcase in which they kind of previewed um, what's coming up from their company and new initiatives. So they're doing this again on Saturday, October 3rd. Uh, Mad Cave Studios, you may recognize if you watched our show last week or listened in, uh, we covered their Stargazer number one, and there are future releases that we are interested in covering from them as well. So you can look forward to that. And if you guys are interested in learning what's coming up from Mad Cave, then you are going to want to tune into their social media, go to their website on uh, October 3rd from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And during this event, fans will get to listen to talks with a lot number of their creators uh, and the uh, administrative team of the company. Plus, you can get an overview of what new titles are coming up next. Uh, A lot of uh, different segments with artists. There's going to be some live draws, some giveaways of exclusive variant covers that will only be available during the Mad Cave Showcase Mm 2.0 and a Q&A segment and more. And I know I will be tuning in because I am very interested in what uh, titles they have to announce coming up soon. So that'll be really fun. Again, that is Saturday, October 3rd, if you want to check that out. It it reminds me of um, Image Expo, which hasn't yes. happened for a little while. Um, but those those events where companies get you really excited, more so than just flipping through a previews magazine could do, uh, yeah. letting you know what's coming soon from their company. Yeah, I'm excited. I know that uh, you know Amy spoke very, very highly of uh, Stargazer, and that actually went into second printing, uh, as did their uh, other number one that came out the same week, which was Dryfoot, also went into a second printing as well. So uh, they're clearly doing something right. So we, I mean, I know Amy will be tuning in, and I'm going to do my best to tune in because I'm I'm loving what Mad Cave is doing right now as well. Um, but over from a over to a more popular company you may have heard of them once or twice um but uh, brian michael bendis uh is ending his run uh with with superman uh, i'd say that as a blanket statement because he was writing in tandem uh the superman you know ongoing story as well as action comics as well which uh, two different sides of clark i say i usually say that one of them is always about clark and one of them is always about superman that's how i always uh you know sort of uh switch those off in my brain but 
his run with Superman is coming to an end. Uh, Bendis did originally join uh, DC after an ex- almost a decade exclusively with Marvel in 2017. And then he made his debut in Action Comics number 1000. It was like a huge oversized um, issue. And it was it was honestly it was fantastic. And then he also relaunched Superman during the Rebirth era uh, with number one. And that was in july of 2018 so you know as soon as he joined dc he really hit the ground running and was so busy because he's done so much i'm wow i I mean he i know he he brought his imprint over he started another he started like two dc imprints jinx world and yeah and the um the like the young adult uh I think version of oh, Titans. Oh, Wonder Comics? Wonder, Wonder that Comics. Yes. Yeah, that, that's him. You know, he started that as well. So his run is coming to an end. Uh, so Action Comics, uh, Bendis is going to end with one uh, 1,028. Superman ends with number 28. But he's not done with DC. I mean, uh, over the weekend, you know, he did uh, mention that he is going to finish Le- uh, Legion of Superheroes with Ryan Souk right now. Um so, I mean, that's an ongoing. It's it was originally solicited as a twelve issue, but I'm pretty sure it's going to keep on going. Um, and then we don't know what else he's he's got planned for DC, but I'm sure whatever it is, it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. He has yeah. he has a habit of kind of uh, really really leaving a mark uh, on these companies as yeah. he gets time to play with some of their most famous characters and then create some of his own, including like Naomi. Uh, so that's yeah. really cool to see what he's going to be doing next after his his monumental turn on Superman. Yep. Uh, final, final piece of DC Comics news. Talking about the other uh, caped crusader uh, over at DC <laughs> Comics. Just a reminder that this Saturday is Batman Day, uh, so you guys can check out on uh, DC Comics website. Check with your local comic book store. Um, there's different events going on virtually. Free comics that you can read. Uh, so yes. check that out. I'm still looking forward to those Spotify playlists uh, that they said are going <laughs> to be uh, in rotation, and there are going to be children's uh, gear. Events and activities geared towards children as well. So everybody and, can get in on, on Batman there's a Day. 5K. I'm going to be doing the 5K. I'm excited for that. <laughs> I like Are to you... run in general. Might as well do it with like a full, you know, in full Batman, you know, regalia. So. I was going to ask, you <laughs> you doing the cape and the cowl as you? <laughs> Everything. Yeah. But I'm, and I'm just going to run real low, you know, because <laughs> the years like, allowed me to be aerodynamic. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. I can't wait for Batman Day. Uh, it's it's always it's always a blast. And I think even now, I love that DC is uh, still providing that, you know, the Batman, not only the Batman fandom, but like, you know, the people who, you know, people who generally would go to a comic book store and celebrate Batman Day, they're still providing some form of entertainment and solidarity with everyone. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. So that's our news for the week. And I know you guys might be wondering where our panel of the week is. We do not have a panel of the week this week, but it will be returning next week. So we're going to jump right in to the weekly haul because we do have some new number ones that you definitely want to check out this week. Definitely. So we're going to give you our aim uh, as as if you are just joining us for this uh, comic book review segment. We don't like to review in the traditional sense because numbers are numbers, but numbers mean a little bit something different to everybody else. So we have come up with a semi-patented, very uh, catchy little system. <laughs> and our acronym for AIM is A, accessibility. How easy for you is it to grab and read? I is for interest. Who would like this book? Or is there a similar title that you might be reading that would... Uh, easily translate to you jumping over to this other title. Mm-hmm. And then M is money or the monetary investment. What are you getting out of this book? How much does it cost? How much does it cost per page? How what's the right. what's that nice ratio you're getting? Are there any digital bonuses? What <laughs> is the experience you get for what you are paying for this book? Mm-hmm. So with that, Paul, you want to take us into our first aim of the week? I sure do. Um, Chris, bring up the picture. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Uh, so the first book that I'm going to be talking about is Iron Man number one. Um, now, this is being written by Christopher Cantwell, who some of you may be familiar with from his current um, Doctor Doom series. He also recently uh, did help write slash co-write some of the Iron Man 2020 event that did just end, uh, I believe, two like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on pencils is Kefu, uh, which I learned is an acronym for his full name, which is Carlos Alberto Fernandez Urbano. So also, but you know. For the remainder of the show, we're going to call him Kefu. And uh, colors are by Frank D. Armada. Uh, now, this is a great, great story. So jumping in, jumping right into what is the aim of Iron Man number one, um, I found it as a as true a number one for Iron Man 
that Marvel can do these days. Um, luckily for them, they've got years and years of lore for you know them to sort of build on and just assume people know. Um, so if you are if you have a passing familiarity with Iron Man, uh, then you are you can just pick this book right up. Um, while this does take place again directly after the 2020 event, you don't need to read any of the Iron Man 2020. Um, I mean, you can you can it's fantastic. I loved it, but to understand this particular book, um, you don't need to. Uh, it's again uh, as far as accessibility, how easy is it to find at your shops? It was all over. There's a ton of variants for this book as well. Um, I picked up just this the standard cover. It's a Alex Ross wraparound. It's the one that Chris had showed a little bit earlier. I really love that cover so, so much. But there's a ton of variants uh, that were done by a ton of incredible artists. Now, who would like this book? Um, if you're an Iron Man fan, <laughs> you're going to love this book. Um, I, I really liked it because it does play with my favorite aspect of Tony Stark in that you know, everyone sees Iron Man and they see this facade that he puts on, you know, constantly. But what does Tony Stark look like when the suit is not on and he has to interact with everyday people and he's not salt, you know, his, his he gets to take a day off. It's almost like a punishment to him when he has to just go to board meetings and when he has to do some of these, you know, smaller tasks that um, are that he seems that he thinks are beneath Tony Stark and Iron Man. Um, but this really plays on that. And he wants to just strip all that away and just be, you know, for lack of a better word, in touch with the common people. Um, in the first couple pages, he actually moves from LA back to New York. So there's some, uh, there's a lot of fun there. There's some, I'm not going to spoil anything for you. We are a spoiler free um, podcast and show, but um, there, there are some characters and villains in this that I literally have only seen once in a comic and two uh for the villain i had to look up who this person was like never ever 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 heard of it amy i'll tell you i'll tell you later i don't want to okay. spoil it because uh, i'm very curious now <laughs> <laughs> um so and then uh, as far as the monetary investment it's 4.99 uh and it, it is a bit oversized so instead of the standard 32 pages for a normal book it is 36 and again as far as we know it's an ongoing so that seems to be what the monetary investment is going to be for every one of these new Iron Man uh, stories that are coming out, $4.99. Um, yeah, great book. Go pick it up, especially if you're an Iron Man fan and if you kind of want to just like focus in on Tony Stark and Iron Man, which we haven't gotten to do a lot these days. He's been kind of busy, you know, saving the world with the Avengers and stuff. So And trapped <laughs> in caveman times if you're following the Avengers <laughs> series proper. Right. Yeah. yeah, you know what are you going to do, right? Sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes Mondays, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, staying in the realm of Marvel, um, and for those of you who are listening to the podcast, we will have all of our uh, covers available for viewing on side.show slash geek. Um, you can check that out. We do post up a blog once the podcast audio goes live. So if you're looking for any of the visual assets that we reference during the show, we'll do our best to explain them, but they will be available for your viewing pleasure later. Mm -hmm. Staying in the realm of Marvel, I'm hopping over to Giant Size X-Men Storm number one. Now, this is a, a strange uh, nomenclature because it is a number one. It is a more or less a one-shot, but it technically is part of a series, which is the giant size X-Men series that has been going on for several months now uh, between Jonathan Hickman and a uh, rotating uh, group of artists. This is Russell Dodderman's second time doing one of these giant size X-Men books, picking up directly from where uh, giant size Jean Grey and Emma Frost left off. This is a highly anticipated release because everybody loves Storm, and it seems like not often enough do we get a focus on Storm as a, a singular member of the X-Men. She's been doing great work in the um, the Marauders title, and she is all over the place on Krakoa. We see her as a uh, core supporting character in a lot of the new X-Men launch, but this is a story about her, and this is the first stepping stone to a larger Storm story that will be uh, coming up soon. So accessibility, how easy is it to grab and read? While it is marked as a number one, I did mention you do... Uh, it does immediately pick up from Jean Grey and Emma Frost. I would highly recommend reading at least that one. There are Magneto, Nightcrawler, and Phantom X, uh, Giant Size X-Men as well. But the only other story that plays any impact is the Phantom X story. Um, hmm. And I didn't read the Phantom X story, full disclosure, but I still found the book accessible enough. There were some details I had to extrapolate for myself based on characters who appeared. Um, but you can go in cold and still enjoy this story. Um, and as I mentioned, this is 
being touted as the beginning of a storm story. So if you want to get ahead of that, if you think you're the type of person who's going to be reading whatever comes up for storm, this will be your barrier of entry for a later story. So I still would recommend picking that up. Interest, full disclosure, I picked it up solely because of Russell Donnerman. I mean, I've been enjoying the X-Men stories, but I didn't read Phantom X, Nightcrawler, or Magneto. I wasn't so interested in the character. So it was a combination of the character and the artist. Russell Donnerman with colorist Matt Wilson, who together they are an unstoppable team. They did uh, the Jason Aaron Thor story for a number of years. Um, Storm is one of Russell's all-time favorite X-Men characters, and you can really tell in the way that he draws her and lovingly just renders this artwork of a goddess. Um, He did do the cover, which is what we are seeing. This is the standard cover and Storm is just casting lightning bolts. She is cloaked in her black costume with the kind of ethereal white hair and eyes. It is an amazing, amazing turn to get to see them uh, taking on these characters. There's also a number of variant covers available this week from artists like Jen Bartel. And there is an Alex Ross timeless variant that is a uh, beautiful portrait of Storm as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're loving the X-Men stories lately from Jonathan Hickman, I also recommend picking this up. It does feature a number of characters uh, like Cypher and Warlock, who have been kind of background characters in the Powers uh, Powers of Ten and House of X. I always get them mixed up. Uh, stories, there's a lot of uh, fun, just kind of, and and um, if you're a fan of uh, Monet St. Croix, Saint Croix uh, she is also in it. So there's a lot of like uh, surrounding supporting X-Men characters while Storm takes center stage. Nice. Monetary value, the M in AIM, is $4.99. That is the standard price for a one-shot or a slightly oversized issue. As um, Paul mentioned with Iron Man, this book is 35 pages long. Uh, so it is a bit more story, a little bit more bang for your buck. Um, and there is a bonus digital edition included. Marvel often includes digital editions. They do expire about a year from uh, when you purchase the original comic, when the, the publishing date is. So you can get a free digital edition to add to your collection. Um, and check on Marvel's website. They did shutter their online comic stores, but you can still keep an archive of your comics or transfer them over to Comixology. So it's basically like getting two comics for the price of one when you buy this issue. So I, I recommend it. Seriously, it, it's great to see Russell Dodderman back on interiors. And, mm-hmm. and after doing uh, Thor for so long, his ability to draw lightning and weather effects, of course, is unparalleled. So he gets to unleash the full... Uh, full strength of his own mutant gift for artwork on the goddess Storm. Yeah, this one's absolutely beautiful. When I was going, uh, if, if you guys right after the show look up some of the other variants for this, but specifically look up the Jen Bartel variant. It's so like vibrant and and bright. Like I was so split between which cover I wanted for these, mm-hmm. but I mean it's Russell Dodderman. I had to, yeah, I had to pick this one up. But it's great. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, the next book that I'm going to be giving uh, my AIM review for is Heavy Number One by Vault Comics. Um, This is a true number one. Uh, This is a really, really incredibly interesting book that uh, it sort of takes a concept that, you know, a lot of properties, IPs have played with and what does purgatory really look like and what is, uh, you know, what if there are day jobs within purgatory? Um, mm-hmm. And it really turns it on its head. Now, this is being brought to you by writer Max Bemis and artist Eric Donovan, as well uh, as um, colors, I'm sorry, by Chris Peter. I, I, I'm just going to jump right into the aim because I really liked this book. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, so as far as what is the aim of Heavy? As far as the accessibility goes, um, Vault is, is sort of, uh, dare I say, vaulting the ranks of what um uh, as to where they are as far as you know big publishing goes and uh they're they're getting up there they've been putting out some really big hits so i bring that up because you should be able to find this book uh heavy number one somewhere in your uh local comic shop if not go ahead and place an order uh see if you can put down see if you can put yourself down for number issue two at least and then have them order number one for you but you should be able to find it um, and I was, I was, I was mentioning earlier, it is a true number one. You don't, it's a creator owned series, I believe. So you don't need to know really anything before going into this. I go in with an open mind and really, really just, uh, sort of start building lore in your own head. Again, we're not spoilers. I'm not going to spoil any of this for you, but there is a lot, uh, of stuff to be interpreted in this first issue. Um, and they kind of leave you to do it for yourself, which I really love. Um, as far as the eye goes, the interest, if you, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> this book has 
flashes of characters and plots and things I love from everything. Um, Bill is the name of the main character. He's who we see on the cover. He is like if the Punisher went, you know, to one or two therapy sessions. <laughs> like, oh no, <laughs> he, he is. He's got the. It's funny also because in this comic, Max Bemis really plays off a lot of these tropes and saying this is a story about an angry guy who loses everything, but now he has everything to gain back. And um, so they really kind of play on this and then they turn it on its head. Um, also, if you're a big fan of R.I.P.D. Um, as well, this has got some big flashes of that. Uh, I And the biggest comparison that I can think of, if you, it, it's a kind of a niche comic comparison, but it's 10 grand. It's a comic that I really, really love by Image Comics. It's uh, Michael J. Straczynski, probably came out like eight or nine years ago. Um, and Bill, who's the main character, is a heavy. And basically, all they do is they patrol the multiverse and make sure that if someone's being really, really terrible in one multiverse, that they kill them. And that balances the scales and the cosmic scales are fine. So as long as the cosmic scales are fine, uh, Bill earns like soul points. And the more, and once you hit a certain cap, you can go see your family. And that's really what we see in the solicitation. And it's great. It's, it is a you know, white knuckle, uh, on the steering wheel just sort of really gets going. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. Also, Eric Donovan does really, really well in like these open spaces. So, uh, there's a lot of open space in this. That's actually what my, um, what my background is, if you guys can see and everyone in the podcast, give me just a second. I'll explain, but this is actually what's called the big weight is, which is their version of purgatory. Um, and there's all sorts of multiversal, you know, demons and and all sorts of people just working side by side um and so i think eric donovan uh works best in these open spaces like this it kind of like feels like you can just walk around in this world um i love it and then as far as the monetary investment the m and aim it is only 3.99 and it's an ongoing and it's 32 pages so pretty standard price um but you really do get a lot within that 3.99 and 32 pages go read Go read Heavy Number One. It's fantastic. I actually didn't have that one on my radar, but because uh, I am currently embroiled with another Vault Comics series, Finger Guns, which I'll bring up later. Uh, but that sounds that sounds fascinating. I might actually have to call the store and have them set aside a copy so I can pick it up next week. Yeah, they're. Um, I mean, at our local shop that me and Amy go to, um, there was there was only a couple. I think I had to pull it off the. I had to walk the uh, walk the wall there, and I I think there's only like three or four so we'll just end the show now and amy just call and just put all yeah, your next back. orders in yeah <laughs> no i i will make sure to uh put in an order for that yeah vault comics is another uh one of those fantastic independent publishers that's doing a lot of uh books that you you do turn around later and go oh i i wasn't paying attention to that one. Oh yeah. shoot it's sold out i mean they're also doing the vampire the masquerade series uh <laughs> So before we move on to my aim, uh cassidy we do have some comments and questions in the in the chats you want to pass those along Yes, um, Alex Cutler in the Let Your Geek Sideshow Facebook group wanted to ask about where um, where what is the best place to order comics online. Um, he said that he moved kind of far away from his uh, local comic book store. And I think he's, he's asking about uh, physical copies. He prefers those. Okay. Hmm. Um, well, there are a lot of, uh, in, in my personal experience, um, there's a lot of retailers, especially now, uh, right now with a lot of the, the movement restrictions and, and how many people could be in a store. A lot of uh, comic book stores are adapting and are happy to ship your books to you. Um, there are a couple of larger retailers, specifically like Midtown Comics in New York, mm-hmm. uh, that you can set up a subscription with and have them shipped. But if you want to look around, if there is a local store near you or not quite near you, but still in the the vicinity, um, I would I would talk to them and see if they're happy to um, physically ship you your yeah. books. I know that I actually ordered a um, a special cover for a book coming up from Image Comics called Dracula mfr um which is a, a mature rated horror comic uh, but there's a special cover that only can be bought at six different stores across the united states so i actually called up one of those stores and i'm <laughs> having a physical copy sent to me but a lot of stores will bag and board and ship your books to you um yeah. it's a matter of getting in contact with them and finding who offers that service but i find uh, increasingly a lot of stores are offering that service yeah i completely second everything amy said uh, if i had uh, to add anything on, I'd say 
buy in bulk. So, I mean, don't get, you know, all your books, don't get one and then have another one. Maybe if you have a pool with your local shop or another shop and you'd rather them ship your physical books to you, wait till you've got 10, 12, 13 books in there because that way you're, you know, you and your shop aren't um, basically forking over cash every single time you have to ship something. It's easiest for the shop and probably easiest for your wallet if you just sort of ship everything together. Um, I think, Amy, didn't we actually have someone on a previous uh, Holler at the Hall segment say that they moved from one point, you know, from one end of the country to the other, and they still did that? They still yes. bought lo- shops at their previous local comic shop, which was like three states away. So that's – yeah. That's undying loyalty. That's like the the loyalty Loki was looking for in Avengers 1. You know, like that's what he was at. That's what he was talking about. More than anything, these stores want to get these (laughs) books into your hands. I mean, they would be more than happy to sell you copies. So yeah, and and Paul does bring up a great point. Maybe you get your books shipped uh, twice a month or or once a month, uh, but make sure, yeah, it's not one book at a time. If it is one book at a time, I'd find a more uh, specialty seller. Again, like Midtown Comics and Things from Another World are very great for uh, one-off orders, but you do have to make Mm -hmm. sure with some of those stores, you get the orders in in advance because it is harder for online retailers to gauge their pre-orders and get books in physically. So right. it's not impossible. There are ways that it can be done. And again, it, there is a store out there that would love to get your books to you. So I wish you the best of luck. Good luck. <laughs> All right. So to wrap up this AIM segment, I have one more uh, title. It is the background you are seeing behind me, which we will share. It is a smaller version of the cover. This is Stillwater from Image Comics and Skybound, uh, written by Chip Zdarsky with art by Ramon K. Perez and colors by Mike Spicer. Now, this is a very interesting title because you see Chip Zdarsky and you expect maybe some humor, but based on the cover, you see the flush red with the the kind of chilling black it's a heart that is forming roots and then a white skeleton uh holding a child on top uh this already immediately from the get-go gives you some sense of dread or or at least it should it gave me the heebies and the jeebies as they say uh so a for accessibility first of all i do want to put this one out there for accessibility we don't bring it up a lot but this is rated m for mature Hmm. comic books always do have a rating on them you can often find it near the barcode Uh, of course there is general e for everyone or a all ages there's teen teen plus mature this is a very mature title a lot of uh swears dropping in the first couple of pages if that is something that you are sensitive to um you do want to take note of that however as Paul mentioned with Heavy, this is a true number one. Creator-owned books usually set up everything that they need for you to know in the first issue right away. You don't have to read Iron Man 2020 to understand what's going on in Stillwater. Um, oh, that's good. <laughs> I know. That would be that would be a big problem. Um, but, but that is the beauty of the creator-owned series. It is a self-contained story. You don't have to worry about excess material. The only thing you have to worry about is if they're going to print enough volumes because you love it so much, you want it to go on forever. Um, but this is a pretty anticipated release from Image and Skybound, uh, so your store should have a decent amount of copies. Otherwise, it's on Comixology, which is the digital website. And as I mentioned, the first issue sets up all the central mystery and horror, uh, if if you are looking for that. For interest, I'm struck by uh, the small-town horror vibe. If you're a fan of things like Village of the Damned or those those films where out-of-towners come in and and they don't... They don't Deep usually cut. get a lot of yeah. They don't get a lot of visitors in this here yeah. town. Well, you wonder why don't they get any visitors? Um, for those of you reading comics, though, if you read uh, Aftershocks, I believe it was Aftershocks. You are obsolete about the reporter who went to the town full of children who were basically killing anybody over the age of forty. Um, you might also like that. It's a it's a small town horror vibe where you outsiders are not welcome. Um, it's a horror mystery by Chip Zdarsky, who is generally known for his humor. Mm-hmm. So if you're a fan of Howard the Duck or Captara, um, you're probably not going to find that kind of humor <laughs> here, but uh, he has shown his dramatic chops with books like Daredevil. So this is Chip is not to be underestimated. He is a uh, Chip triple threat. Uh, and the characters actually seem very self-aware about the fact that their circumstances are bizarre and like out of a horror movie. And that actually, it took me out of the story for a minute to have the characters remarking, oh, we're in horror movie territory now. But the story does a great job of uh, giving you its twist. And I, mm. it's not spoilers to say what uh, the, the tagline for the book, this, this is something for you to chew over. Nobody dies. In the town of Stillwater, that's not just a promise, it's a threat. Uh, nice. So the book the book does a great job of setting up that mystery and you immediately 
want the next issue. So if you are looking for some horror ahead of the fall season, I definitely recommend picking up Stillwater because as we get deeper and deeper into uh, Halloween and Halloween 2 and all of the months that you consider to be Halloween, uh, you're going to want to have some nice chilling horror stories to read. And I think that they will be uh, pretty deep in the the true kind of creep factor of this story by then. For monetary value, it is $3.99, standard mm-hmm. price, standard page count. So that is my aim for Stillwater number one. Nice. It's, it's like we're sort of getting into this era with Chip Zdarsky where it's like, is this a pre-Snickers Zdarsky book or like a post-Snickers? So it, it almost seems like, you know, Zdarsky's writing Stillwater. It's like, here, have a Snickers. You're not yourself when you are <laughs> you don't have one. And then he's like, I'm sorry. Then he goes back to writing Sex Criminals. So <laughs> yeah, so th- that's from now on. That's how we'll be referring to Chip Zdarsky. <laughs> All right. No, no, we won't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Please please don't. Uh, yeah. Please don't contact us about that, Chip Zdarsky. We love your work. If you want to talk to us about that, we love your work. But sorry about the Snickers joke. Um, so we're getting some more comments on social. Cassidy, you want to pass those to us? Um, yes, Ron on Facebook um, asked, uh, how do you browse for new books? Like the old way was to browse the new release aisle. How do you browse um, virtually? I think for both of you. Um, I, I can go first. I think yeah, um, I, first. well, I, I think a lot of it is I still, every once in a while, I still will buy a previews um, when I can. So um, the phone book of comics, <laughs> the phone book of, thank you. Yes. The, the, the yellow pages of what makes my wallet cry. Um, so I still do that. I, I still do browse previews here and there, but mainly um, I use uh, comics list, which is, you know, I think something as someone who's looking for a digital resource, which we have shared before um, and they will actually compile everything that's coming this week, next week, and then, you know, two weeks in advance, and then it's got like future solicitations. Um, honestly, sometimes, you know, I just take a look at that in passing. Um, I like I know Amy does. We follow a ton of people in the comic book industry all the time. And they'll say, I'm working on this project and you should check out this project. And so a lot of it is just like word of mouth. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really do recommend Comics List. That is a uh, they work with things from another things from another planet uh, as well. Pretty closely. Is it things from another planet? Things from another world. Things from T-Faw. another world. I'm sorry. Yeah, Tifa. Yeah, things from another world. Uh, they they partner pretty closely with them as well. Um, I think you can. You know what we'll do is I'll we can go back. Um, I maybe in the later geeks that show Facebook group or we can add this maybe into our blog somewhere as to what that resource is. Mm-hmm. Um, but Other, yeah, otherwise you can Google like I do the old fashioned way. I Google comics coming out this week and comics list is usually the first or second uh, yeah, yeah. second result. I, I Google that every week. But as as Paul is saying, it's a great resource. I actually use it pretty religiously because once I've picked up my books for the one week, I go to the next week's list and I um, I write down in my phone notes document. Uh, list of books that I'm expecting. I go through every publisher. If there's one that I'm, I see and I haven't added to my pull list yet, I will go to the Comic Hub app. Our store is mm-hmm. affiliated with Comic Hub, which is a great uh, resource to see what you've already ordered and what you have on pre-order. Um, and then, yeah, I like I can't, I can't stress enough the importance of if you are on social media in any degree, follow the publishers, follow your favorite creators, because that is where I get most of the news uh, about what books are coming out when. Of course, creators are always going to be extremely vocal when their yeah. new books are coming out. Um, and so it all just kind of depends on the um, what you make yourself a- an audience to. Um, at, at the very least, check the publishers because they'll update when they have their monthly solicitations and stuff. But um, it, it's great to follow the creators to keep track of that. Totally. If you're looking for the true, just random experience, that's a little harder these days. I think you could get that with previews. But if you know what you like and what you're looking for, it's easy to tailor your digital uh, browsing experience to yourself mm-hmm. by following or bookmarking the right uh, pages and profiles. Yeah, I mean, and even... You know, I, and another resource is if you have uh, friends who are very much so in the comic book industry, luckily, uh, my friend who really likes comic books does a show with me. So that's nice. <laughs> but like me and Amy still constantly all send her like, hey, look, this is coming out. Like, this looks pretty cool. We're like, oh, neat. And we just it just kind of adds to our radar. Um, and I yeah. think this Great. is a perfect segue <laughs> to a new segment that we haven't done on the show just yet. We're going to give you our pulling ahead segment mm-hmm. when there is a... Uh, 
large amount of comic book news about what you can pre-order coming up. And in this case, Marvel and DC have given us all the juicy details on their December events. We're going to give you a list and a look at what you guys can look forward to so you can start pulling ahead and ask your stores to pre-order these books for you. Nice. Great segue. Thank you. Um, Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and I'll get us started with, uh, so far on my end, um, I've got just the DC solicitations. That's what I'm going to go ahead and take care of. And before I get into the big obvious one, which is Endless Winter, uh, really quickly, I wanted to talk about Batman and Catwoman number one, which is Tom King's return to his super long and prolific uh, run on the core Batman title. Uh, he's going to be working with artist Clay Mann, who he did Heroes in Crisis with. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's something that I, I think people have been asking for for a really long time. And he actually solicited for quite a while. So it's finally coming out. Um, in the second week of December. And then, of course, as I was mentioning, Endless Winter, which is the uh, event that is going to take place at around the same time and right after uh, DC uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal. It's going to be nine chapters in five weeks, and it's going to span Justice League, Justice League Dark, Flash, Aquaman, and a bunch of just Endless Winter number ones. Uh, It's going to be written by Andy Lanning, Ron Mars, with art by Howard Porter, who is currently uh, doing the Joshua Williamson Flash run. It's fantastic. Um, And the cover's by uh, Michael Yannon and Daniel Warren Johnson, so two heavy hitters in the art in DC's art world right now are going to be doing a majority of these covers. This is the cover for uh, Endless Winter number one. Uh, I love it. Uh, They're really teasing this as sort of a uh wonder woman centric flash centric and black adam centric story which that third one is the big uh you know that's the one that's that's gonna be exciting and this is the cover actually for black adam uh, endless winter black adam number one so there's so 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 much uh i think that is going to happen uh and uh in this in these five short weeks and uh i'm really looking forward to it we don't have much info on it all i know is what i've just told you so uh (laughs) yeah so that's gonna be the first week of december it it, whatever that first wednesday of december is uh, well first they're the first tuesday because oh, Marvel, the first Tuesday, I'm they're sorry. December. Yeah. I believe they're December first because Marvel's following up on December second. Right, good catch, Amy. I forgot about that. I know. I, st- I still I've forget about it. Got the got the thinking brain on. <laughs> yes. Was that all that you had for, for yeah. Endless Winter? Um, I mean, there's a lot on Endless Winter. It's gonna, like I said, it's gonna span quite a few stories. Uh, you can read the solicitations out for them, but they're pretty. Um, they're pretty generic. There are some out there for Flash and Teen Titans. Those, I will say, if you you don't want any spoilers don't read those two specifically flash and teen titans because they did spoil some stuff for myself i'm like yeah it's okay you know I'll still <laughs> read it. but uh yeah and this winter is going to be a real a, a big fun event i'm loving right now that like wonder woman is at the forefront because like i've always said and um i've always said it before i think she's the unofficial and official leader of the justice league and i love her so much <laughs> but so yeah and this winter is going to be great bat and cat can't wait and there's so much other stuff coming out guys but really we really wanted to just showcase that first that is a really good reminder though to be careful with the solicitations text because sometimes they will inadvertently accidentally spoil stuff if because this is we're we're in september getting the news for december so if you're yeah. if you're preferring to stay away don't look for the deeper solicitations but uh this is just a, a hint and it's always good to let your store know as soon as humanly possible that you're interested in these titles so that they can be pulling uh ahead for you so mm-hmm. on marvel's end in terms of uh terrifying uber events that are starting up in december uh we do have the king in black event which has been uh teased a lot this is their follow-up um it doesn't directly correlate but this is the next event following the ten of swords x-men event this is going to be an avengers and venom centric event uh we are showing you the promotional art by ryan stegman uh featuring venom front and center but you do see cyclops iron man uh Captain America, the Hulk. And then in the back, we do have the villain Null. And he is being, he's been built up over the last couple of years on Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman's Venom run as this super malevolent force in the Marvel Universe. And and up until now, he's mostly stayed in the realm of the far back cosmos, but also one-on-one with the symbiotes. He is the god of symbiotes, but he is on the warpath through the galaxy. He is on a death march and he is coming to Earth to meet Earth's mightiest heroes and watch them fall beneath his legion of symbiote dragons. And if you haven't nice. seen a symbiote dragon, then you're going to want to check out Donnie Cates and Ryan <laughs> Stegman's Venom Run because that is not even the weirdest thing that has happened with the symbiotes. Uh, <laughs> and this event has kind of been building up for years, like Jason Aaron's War of the Realms that took a nice slow burn seven years to come to fruition. Uh, 
the King and Black event has been simmering for the last two years, not only in the Venom storyline, but also little hints through Thor God of Thunder uh, and Silver Surfer Black. So that'll be really cool. Um, and there are a number of titles that have been uh, announced. There are more to come, but King and Black launches December 2nd, as I mentioned. Uh, the main event... It, issue uh the main event book is five issues long issues number one and two will release in december uh with the rest you can expect probably january and then wrapping up in february nice and along with the main event which is king and black uh they have announced tie-in titles black cat number one is a new ongoing series for the character from jed mckay and cf villa and that first issue will tie directly in we know that black cat herself does have some affiliation for peter parker's symbiote suit so it'll be interesting to see her interacting uh we do have king and black iron man and dr doom number one which is uh it sees victor von doom and tony stark who have been unlikely allies and enemies all throughout uh the marvel comics universe i mean even with dr doom taking on the mantle of iron man a couple years ago they are fighting a venomized santa claus uh, we do have the cover here, which is exactly what you are seeing. It's it's Stark and Von Doom eyeing the, each other suspiciously while Santa and his terrifying symbiote reindeer fly <laughs> over the skies above. I wish I had more of an explanation to offer you, but you're going to have to read what, that one to find what out. What else do you need? <laughs> well, what else do you need? We've got King in Black Immortal Hulk number one, which is Bruce Banner trapped on a planet of symbiotes. We've got Namor number one of five, which is going to be a spinoff title about the young Prince king of atlantis i don't know what he is as he's a teenager but um it is a spinoff about the birth of one of the greatest villains in all of atlantis and you can bet that probably has something to do with a symbiote uh and it will feature a teenage namor and atuma uh so if you are a fan of namor you're going to want to pick that up and then spider woman number seven is also going to cross over with king and black marvel has also revealed a series of nullified variant covers for characters who might not have direct event tie-ins but if you want to see some creepy uh not quite venomized they're not symbiote uh, styled but mixed with Null who has a bit of a cooler kind of creepier uh, design and there's characters like Thor, Miss Marvel, the X-Men uh, if you are in the variant cover collecting game those will all be out in December. One other title I wanted to mention for our pulling ahead segment um, the fifth and final issue of Vault Comics's Finger Guns released today but instead of aiming Finger Guns number five for you and making it a hard sell to find the final issue and go back and find the other five, I wanted to let you know that you can tell your store now that you're interested in the trade paperback uh, volume one of uh, of Finger Guns. This has been one of my favorite series this year. It's kind of a runaway sleeper hit from Vault Comics. Um, it is by Justin Richards, Val Halverson, and Rebecca Nalty, and it is a teenage drama following two kids named Wes and Sadie who discover they can alter other people's emotions by pointing finger guns at them. But are emotional teenagers the most... Uh, <laughs> prepared and equipped to deal with other people's feelings uh yes. if they're still dealing with their own absolutely <laughs> nothing can go wrong uh it's a fantastic and, and very emotional story wrapped up in a a surprisingly cute and what seems like simple on the surface premise um the success of that story i mean it has been extremely successful but the ongoing success does deter is determined by trade sales so if you are interested right. in checking that book out if they do well in trade there might be a second volume of finger guns on the way it does leave on a heart-wrenching cliffhanger uh so i personally would like to see uh more finger guns so if you are checking out the fifth and final issue today good on you for reading that series fantastic but if you have not yet had a chance to check out the series i highly highly recommend pre-ordering the trade and that will be coming soon doesn't have an exact date but they are taking pre-orders for that now nice yes all right do we want to do a rapid fire round just to mention off those those other couple books that might have not made our aim list today <laughs> i think so it's, it, this is going to be a uh, we're running out of time guys so this is going to be a true rapid fire round True so rapid fire round i hope you've got your listening ears on no i mean <laughs> those are just ears right okay yeah put your ears on so um First, Seven Secrets, number two, uh, Possessed, number one. That's a small Clover Press book. Batman Detective Comics, uh, number 1027. This is a huge release that I just I just didn't have the time to cover. It's Batman's 1,000th appearance, technically, within Detective Comics. Uh, wow. Stillwater, number one, I picked up. Uh, X-Men, uh, Giant X-Men Storm, of course. Hellions, number four, I'm also reading. X-Men, number 12. Uh, Finger Guns, number five, I am reading that. It's great. And then also... Uh, Devil's Highway number three uh, by Benjamin Percy um, over at AWA, and that that's a fantastic book too. So very nice. That was as rapid fire as I could as I could shoot them off. 
All right, let me see if I can do that too. We do have a couple of overlaps. I've also picked up Seven Secrets number two from Boom Studios, as well as X-Men number 12, Finger Guns number five, like I mentioned, Once in Future number 11, uh, Excalibur number 12, and then Thor number seven, which does feature a fun Easter egg. There is a phone number you can call to go to Tony Stark's voicemail. So if you are checking out Thor number seven, or you happen to see that image floating around, it is on Donny Cates' Twitter. Check it out. It's worth a call. Uh, It does take you to advertising for the Thor series, but if you want to smile today, you can call Tony Stark's uh, out-of-commission voicemail that he doesn't use anymore because of a certain big blonde jerk. (laughs) So that is our rapid-fire round. It was a good good week for comics. Lots of number ones mixed in with a lot of uh, continuing series. Yes. So it is time for our Holler at the Hall segment. We did ask you guys a a fantastic question that elicited not only verbal or written responses, but photographic responses. We always love to see those. So for Mm -hmm. those of you listening along on our podcast, again, you can check out, uh, you can go to side.show slash geek or sideshow.com slash geek to check out our blog. Um, We asked you this week, do you display your comic books with your collectibles? If so, let's see them. So. And and boy, did you guys show off. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, I personally don't display any of my comics with collectibles because I have to keep them in the long boxes. I'm very specific about the organization, but gosh darn it, you guys had some really, really clever setups. They they really do. Amy, do you want to take the first one here? Let's yeah. uh, let's see. Let, let's can we pull the first one up, Chris? Yeah, Richard Anderson. So Richard Anderson yes. submitted to us in our Let Your Geek Side Show Facebook group this awesome shot of the G.I. Joe Baroness Bishojo statue from Kotobukiya, paired alongside the Mike Mayhew white variant uh, for G.I. Joe 273 by IDW. Simple but elegant. I mean, I really like the contrast of the white co- uh, costume on the cover versus the black of the statue. So that was really fun to see. So thank you, Richard Anderson, for submitting that piece of uh your comic book collection to us thank you richard um the next one we have is by 14 wellington uh and we have here sideshows uh very own wolverine six scale figure this is the brown costume uh with a hot toys avengers age voltron uh black widow and hot toys captain america star spangled man alongside uncanny x-men number 268 and which we think is signed by jim lee it looks like it right That looks like a Jim Lee scribble. It does. And we can't tell definitively, but it does look like it. Um, That's a beautiful. If you you are listening along, please do clarify for us. It looks like that is a signed comic, which whether or not it is, your display looks fantastic. For those of you who may or may not remember, this is an iconic cover featuring Cap Widow in her gray suit and then Mm -hmm. brown costume uh, Wolverine all posed looking out over the city. We did release uh, a a, um, kind of an homage uh fine art print with alex garner through sideshow's art print program as well it's just a it is an image that has permeated pop culture yeah it's fantastic let me see yeah uh 14 thank you so much for sending that one and that one's beautiful all right up next from sean martin we have an absolute huge wall of dc collectibles (laughs) harley quinn statues alongside the covers that inspired them and i think this is fantastic because dc collectibles always does a fabulous job of specifically referencing the artist uh, that they are based off of. A lot of their collectibles are very specific moments on covers or, or artist styles. So to pair them with the covers that they were based on is a natural pairing. Uh, 14 oh. Wellington has clarified for us. It is signed by Jim Lee. I am sufficiently jealous now. That is a really cool display. Congratulations on that. <laughs> nice. Back to Sean Martin. He also does have some incredible CGC graded comics hung on the wall. Lots of DC Rebirth by the look of it. We've got some Connor and Palmiotti New 52 as well. Uh, and there are Funkoverse pieces. And uh, just it is a it is a shrine to Harley and the Joker. Predominantly Harley, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, Puddin always makes his appearance. That is a really cool collection, and I really do love pairing the statue directly in front of the cover because it looks like Harley is stepping off of the book, which is really, really cool. Oh yeah, it sure does. <laughs> that's rad. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly why Sean Martin did it. Yes, Sean, if you're watching, let us know. Uh, I mean, I would love. To, I'm sure there's so much more in this collection than just that wall. Like he's like, this is just my heart. This is just the Harley corner. <laughs> like I'm sure there's so much else that he's got there. We would love to see it. Um, so lastly, we've got a a really really cool one um, by James Bowen. This is the Marvel Gallery PVC Cloak and Dagger statue. Now this is along Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man number sixty-four, which was the first appearance of Cloak and Dagger, as well as Marvel Age number six. Um, I really love this one. I think this was the one that I immediately gravitated towards when we looked at all of the responses. Um, I really love 
the dichotomy between cloak and dagger in that statue and like how different they look and then mm-hmm. of course next to those incredible incredible comics i mean it's sort of hard not to just stare at this picture all day but you know what we have a show to do we can't just stare at these pictures all day i really also do like that the comic book covers are forming like a a um kind of a difold barrier yeah. um it just it just really makes it look like a a full diorama or kind of environment for the characters and they as if again they are coming off of the covers themselves right yeah yeah that i mean that's absolutely fantastic so thank you guys all so much for sending all those in i mean we we love to see it we love to see everyone's collection but specifically as two huge comic book nerds we love seeing you know how you pair those two hobbies together yeah, and it's given me some ideas, even though uh, I, I, it is hard for me to take the, the books out of the boxes because I've got a very organized file system, but <laughs> so many creative options. Um, thank you guys for responding. If you guys want to see even more photographs that were submitted to us, you can do so in the Let Your Geek Side Show Facebook group. Just look yes. for our latest holler or our most recent holler at the hall question, and you can browse all of the fantastic pictures that people submitted. We wish we could show them all. We could probably fill an entire episode with those photographs, really but- couldn't. We do have another question for you guys that we want to hear your responses for for next mm-hmm. week. Uh, with the December comic book solicitations and all this pulling ahead news that we've uh, mentioned from Marvel, DC, and more, what new and upcoming titles and events are you most excited for? Let's start getting ahead and, and, and thinking about what's coming out in the winter and what books you're looking forward to. So we want to hear about those. You can respond to us on our social media. We are at the comics hall on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. You can find us in the let your geek side show group. We will always post up a question or the, the question. So you can respond in the comments there. And if you're so bold, you may email us at, <laughs> you may email us at the comics hall at sideshow.com. We also yes. accept email responses. Um, so that is, that's another way you can get engaged with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we will have our panel of the week segment returning, so you guys can vote on that too. Uh, we had to take a break this week, but that is always that is a heated competition. It is it is only getting spicier as I have one win under my belt versus I just, Paul's I, two. I, I just canceled the whole segment once I lost. It's like you know, <laughs> when someone loses, they take their ball home and just you know walk home. Like no one can play. That was well, me. equally, I canceled the segment after I won <laughs> so that I could be the the most recent and reigning champion. So we're welcome, we're at an impasse. <laughs> welcome to the comics all where me and Amy are both sore winners and sore losers. So <laughs> <laughs> the duality of man. Yes. So that does it for all of the comic book news we had this week. Lots of new books from Marvel, but lots of news news from Mm -hmm. DC Comics. Lots of stuff going on. I hope everybody enjoys their Batman Day this Saturday. Uh, We, I mean, we should ask about that. We look forward to hearing about that as well. So we'll we'll catch up with you guys next week on how you celebrated the festivities. Again, you can reach out to us on our social media at the Comics Hall. And then you can tune in live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on Sideshow's official YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram channels where we do go live. And then you can listen to us beginning on Thursdays, the the following day, uh, for our podcast. And you can catch up on that and check out our blog that will launch on Thursdays as well with all of the visual assets that you saw mentioned or described to you in this show. Or Actually, if you were listening to the podcast, you didn't see them. So you will see them in the blog. There slip of go. tongue uh, <laughs> and we will be back for our next show on september 23rd for yet another new comic book day i think oh, yes. that i think that's all the information that's all of our I, links and social and all that good stuff i think we're good excellent then let's take it on home <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us i'm amy and i'm paul and this has been the comics hall this has been the comics hall with amy and paul presented by sideshow submit your response to our fan mail question of the week by emailing the comics hall at sideshow.com We'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, don't forget to vote on the panel of the week in the Let Your Geek Sideshow official Facebook group. You can watch us live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on Sideshow's official Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, and Periscope channels. And you can keep in touch with our show on social media at The Comics Hall on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, don't forget to let your geek sideshow. show.